Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Screamplay, a show about spooky video games, with your hosts, Tom and John Ryman. Bothering me on my day off. It's not your day off when we have a screenplay. Yes, hi, hello, everyone, hello. A podcast about horror video games. About horror video games? Horror. <laughs> horror video games. Horror is like such a weird word to say if you ever like think it is. Hor- horror, horror. It sounds like you're saying horror, but I like the Alex Jones horror. Oh, that's right, yeah. Human fish hybrids with human horror in their eyes. But yes, we talk about horror video games. My name is John Ryman. My name's Tom Ryman. And guys, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thank you. For listening. Um, like I said, we are talking about horror video games and just our love for them. And, and we got a good one today. Uh, not a brand new game, but kind of brand new in a way. This uh, specific we, iteration is. Yeah. This specific iteration is. But we guys, we are dipping our toes into the Resident Evil franchise. Mm. And we are getting into Resident Evil 4 Remake. The Remak. The Remak. The 2023 the Remake. Resident Evil 4 Remake that's been ripping up the charts, uh, breaking records, I assume. Um, it's getting tens across the board, selling all kinds of copies. Uh, you know, we kind of had to cover this game. It's Resident Evil 4. It's yeah. like one of the biggest entries in the series. Super anticipated remake. It's finally out. We've both played it we both played it so that Tom we can talk just finished today. to you today yes so yeah he i finished it fresh off ago. he's yeah. fresh off i got the, i got the new game smell on me still right to be to be clear new game smell is is the the smell of my uh basketball shorts that i haven't uh washed in the 20 hours since i sat down to play the game mm. listen you that's gotta a, commit that's a smell that's a you smell. gotta commit yeah yeah that's yeah. a hard <laughs> smell Oh, that's man. that's that's some Alex Jones horror. Basketball shorts with human horror in its pants. Listen, listen. We've we've taken we've taken a boat out to the middle of a lake. We're searching around for a fish because some weird guy in a purple hood wants us to find this fish for him. So he'll give us he'll he'll, he'll give us some stones. We can trade him uh, for tickets and maps and gemstones and chalices. But uh, what, what about our police escort? Oh, they've been burned to death long ago. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because now we're taking a relaxing fishing break. Um, it's what they would have wanted us to do. They wouldn't Seems have like an us inappropriate to... time, but all right. Listen, we'll man, those two guys... Get my rod out. If I learned anything from them in the 20 minutes we spent together uh, riding in an uncomfortable silence in a car, it's that they would have wanted us to continue on and go fishing and not to be too sad about them. You're right. So while we're waiting here for the fish to bite, uh, why don't you tell me a scary story? Tom, I've got a scary story for you. Well, Resident Evil Remake, of course, is a remake of the popular, I believe it was 2004? Um, 2004 or 5, it was around there. Yeah, Game Changer, that originally came out on the GameCube, Resident Evil 4. Uh, Again, uh, that original one was by Shinji Mikami, who came in and just kind of... It was the Resident Evil that kind of redefined um, what what the game was, what it is now... Uh, with the over-the-shoulder look and um, a lot of the crafting and the merchant system. But uh, you are Leon S. Kennedy, the hero from Resident Evil 2, and in the years in between Raccoon City and now, you became part of the Secret Service and are assigned to the President's daughter, um, who immediately gets kidnapped. So good job, Leon. Uh, and you have tracked her down to the woods of Spain, and um, she you f- come to find out that she is in the clutches of a cult called Los Illuminados, and uh, they are led by a crazy mad scientist named Osmond Sadler, who has infected them all with uh, prehistoric parasites that make them part of this one collective Um, Leon has to battle his way through the village, through a castle, and then through a refinery slash military base, um, collecting weaponry and treasures and upgrading said weaponry and treasures until he can uh, face off against uh, the big bad, Mr. Osmond Sadler. Um, like I said, it's redefined a bunch of uh, the gameplay and, uh, really gameplay in, um survival horror games in particular but uh yeah it was it's widely regarded as being the uh fan favorite between it and resident evil 2 so it got finally got a remake tom Mm -hmm. and um you and i just played it and really if you've if you if you are listening to this podcast if you played video games you know the story of resident evil 4 and this is basically just a reimagining of that original game very, very, that's a spine tingling story. Thank you for sharing. I know. I know. I think being brief and succinct and just getting straight to the point uh, <laughs> would be, would be spine tingling. It, it does end with a thrilling jet ski chase after you take oh, out it does. Osmond Sadler. It does. Um, which I felt like this time it felt like less of a pain. Like it felt like a pain in the ass in my memory in the last time that I played. Anyway, we're going to row our little boat to the sh- back to the shore because we caught the fish. Uh, and now we're going to take the fish up the hill uh, uh, to Vincent Price's house uh, on Spookaboo Manor. Now I invite you to step inside Spookaboo Manor. Yeah, so wipe your goddamn feet. <laughs> now this is the section. I didn't. I just didn't wear shoes. Oh. I don't think some of the people in this game are wearing shoes, so that's fine. But uh, this is the section where we talk about the horror of the video game. And, um, you know, this is, uh, from the series that's kind of the granddaddy of, of, uh, horror, Tom. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't think it was that scary. 
The original is okay. not that scary, though. I was going to say, how do you, how does that square with your feelings about the 2005 version, the original version of Resident Evil 4? Well, I, that's my, that's, Resident Evil 4 is my favorite Resident Evil game out of this entire series. Okay. And mine, um, mine is two. Is so Resident I, Evil 2. Not, my, mine is as well. Mine is Resident Evil 2. Okay. And the fan, fandom is pretty, like split down the middle. Uh, that's as usually far as what I see. Goes. That's usually what I see when people name their favorite Resident Evil game Resident Evil game. It's one of those two, for sure. Right. Um, I preferred this one just because I liked the gameplay better, and um, it was prettier than the the original Resident Evil Two. Of course, you know Resident Evil Two remake fixed that. Um, but I just there was something about the original game that. Uh, because it was like the first time you did the over the shoulder stuff. It was the first time the they third, said the it. Third like person. A, well, actually, yeah. Resident Evil's third person as well, but it's you're right, specifically over the shoulder. Yeah, and um, for some reason that felt more confining than the static camera. And uh, is the first time you're introduced to Las Plagas, so you don't. All you know in the original one um, is that. They told they say, look, you're not fighting zombies in this one. This is something completely different. So getting to find out those new uh, monsters and what they are, it does kind of when you're making a remake. And I think we um, are going to talk about this more. When you make a remake, you know, you're treading territory that's already been mined before. So you're not going to have that first thrill. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did forget about because it's been so many years since I played the original one, and I only played it through once. Uh, it was not one of my favorites, um, so my memories of it aren't as clear. But I now that you're bringing it up, I do remember how kind of nuts Las Plagas was the first time you're seeing mm -hmm. the game. Like I was watching friends play it, and then played it through myself. It's so different from how the base enemy zombies function in the previous Resident Evil games, where there's uh, you know you can you can kill them but they might come back to life in any number there's like three or four different ways that they can come back to life after you blow them away right um and then they mutate into these weird things that can insta kill you it it and then you have no like it's none of the enemies are repeats of enemies from previous resident evil games um so you're right there was that element of going into a resident evil game but it's totally different it's a big focus on action this time around uh the game is structured differently uh, the only familiar character is Leon. Everything else is totally different. So you're right. This remake does lose some of that element that I had forgotten about where it was like it was surprising and kind of tense. And, and right. it added to uh, the, the the fear factor of the game, not knowing what enemies could be coming. And then every time one of the Las Plagas, you know, you pop one of them in the head and then their head explodes into a different weird new mutation that you haven't seen right. yet. So even when you like be really careful with headshots, cause they knew you're used to it. Yeah. So like if you critical somebody in the head in Resident Evil four, this giant bug monster will pop out of their head As and it will continue to attack you and do massive more damage to you yeah. uh, than the regular, so than the regular guy was. And when you're tackling it, this game for the first time, if you're coming to it completely blind, um, if you obviously if you hadn't played the original, you'll have that experience this time. Um, it does keep you on your toes until the end, even when you're kind of dealing with waves of sort of trash enemies. You're like, well, I got to be a little bit careful because one of those fuckers heads may explode into a real serious goblin. And that's a real problem. Yeah. Um, I think like one of the biggest uh, butthole puckering moments in this game 
um, which is a retread of the first one, which is what, you know, one of the reasons the first one scared me and like the holy shit moment was the uh, first town scene with the church bells and you meet Chainsaw Pete for the first time. Oh, yeah. Um, the opening scene. Just, yeah, the opening scene where you walk into this um, uh, village and as soon as they see you, they go absolutely bug fuck shit house loony and are chasing you yeah. all around it's They're a real like, secret word on peewee's playhouse moment yeah it's it's you're you're just running and gunning against what seems like an endless barrage of enemies and all of a sudden this guy with a bag on his head and a chainsaw comes out now he's in the mix and the it doesn't matter how many of these guys you gun down even the chainsaw guy they're gonna keep coming so basically, it's just stay alive until this bell rings. And when they, you first played that, you know, back in the original, that was the big holy shit moment. Have you guys played this game? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the big, uh, yeah, eye-catching moment. That was the moment that really was like, this ain't your granddaddy's Resident Evil. Like, it was really letting mm -mm. you know that things were different. Um, put that it was kid such shit a, back in the toy box. This is adults. Exactly. And it was such a memorable sequence that they kind of redid it almost verbatim in resident evil 8 the opening yeah. of resident evil 8 is just that again yeah um, not as only not as it's still as maybe as bracing yeah but not as i think it is because even though memorable. the second time around you understand that it's kind of on a timer based right. system or a location based like as location in terms of how far you get or get to a certain point in the level um but even then you don't know what that point is the first time you encounter it so yeah. it's uh Playing it again on the remake, I did not remember what point this uh, onslaught in the village ended. So it was pretty bracing this time around. Yeah. Like, I, di I did want to say, kind of take a step back um, as we're kind of, we've wiped our feet in the in the, in the the foyer of Spooky Boo Manor. And now we're creaking our way through the house. Overall, I do think this game is less scary than the other two uh, remake entries in the series, mm -hmm. um, RE2 and RE3. Um, but that's not to say that it's not scary. Like this Resident Evil kind of goes in a direction following this game where it becomes more action focused. And even though this one um, is so heavily focused on action, um, it still has a few pretty S tier standout sequences in it. Um, right. And overall, there's just like this... Um, it's it's there's a there's a there's a there's a vibe that this one has that keeps it uh kind of spooky throughout like you always feel surrounded like the level design is great and ramping up the tension because it always feels like you're putting your back to some nook or cranny or passageway like it's impossible you mentioned earlier the the over the shoulder view it almost makes you feel more confined than the static camera and that's true yeah. because the static camera shows you an entire layout of a room usually whereas yeah. the this camera is so tight on your back you can only see what Leon can directly see in his field of vision. So as you're facing uh, waves and waves of enemies, which is kind of how Resident Evil 4 with its action focus translate the survival horror experience is by throwing waves of enemies at you as opposed to smaller encounters with more limited resources that were in the previous entries. Um, right. You really start to get frantic. And that's where the, in my opinion, the core or the crux of the horror of this game comes from that that desperation, that specific kind of desperate firefight where you're scrambling around in a confined area, you're trying to find a, a defensible position, but you have to keep moving because of the way each area is designed. 
The enemies are spongy, which we'll talk about. I want to bring up in the next section. In the boneyard, yeah. Yeah, they take a lot of damage. They do a lot of damage. Uh, it's it, this game constantly feels like you are desperately fighting your way uh, just to get into the next room. And it's a different version. In my in my mind, it's a different experience of survival horror from the previous two games because it's it's just less less about there's way, way, way fewer enemies is the obvious thing. You um, definitely feel like you're being watched every like second that you're moving through a room. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, what kind of boogan is going to jump out at me here? Yeah, pop out you of know? some box or something. They literally the pop horror out of, of Spanish parasites. Yeah. Um, the sound design. Anytime you hear one of them shout something in Spanish, oh, it's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> or just like you'll be walking through a cavern and you hear a random growl, and you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Can you hear the fluttering of the insect wings, but. Mm-hmm. You can't see where they're coming from. Yeah, and um, with the, with the 3D sound that you can get on um, high end PCs or the, uh, the new generation of um, uh, consoles, it's mm-hmm. in your, if you're wearing headphones, it's like really it's effective to the point where I thought Marina was calling me a few times. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the ambient sound design is that good? Um, yeah, no, I was, I was like, is, are people outside my house? Yeah, talking? somebody speaking to me. Um, let me see if there's another general point I wanted to make about the, um, okay, no, that was, those were all like the general points I wanted to make. Uh, well, just the last, and then I have a couple of specific moments, I, sequences in the game I wanted to call out. But the last thing I wanted to say, like in general about the horror spookiness of the game is that obviously it's ultimately more of an action game than a horror game. So it's, to me, it, that makes it less scary than the previous entries. And then like right. less scary than like Resident Evil 7. Yeah, it's um, aliens versus alien. Exactly. It's aliens versus aliens. And, you know, for better or for worse, this game sort of marked the turning point in the series when the next few entries became way more action focused. And Resident yeah. Evil was briefly an action uh, franchise. Um, And the remakes, Ugh. RE2 and RE2, RE2 and 3 play and feel more action-y as a result. Um, But those remakes in my mind still kind of retained that initial original survival horror experience. Whereas this one, like I said, kind of changes it by reclassifying in a different way where it's more about fighting waves and waves of enemies and desperately clinging to bullets. Whereas the previous two are about creeping through hallways and getting in much smaller encounters that with more limited resources, although there's still hallway creeping in Resident Evil 4. There's still hallway creeping. Um, I like how they played with the mind control and the cutscenes a little bit better. Yeah, I didn't um, remember that him. from the original game, but I thought they this... didn't. Like, oh, Ashley okay. would just kind of um, get this, like, blank stare and just follow Sadler. But in this one, she, like, actively tries to kill Leon a couple times, which I was surprised about. And um, that sequence uh, where you're carrying Ashley to Luis's lab... And like Leon is is clearly about to succumb to the parasite. Uh, it changes that view as well. So like you're seeing shadows of Sadler um, telling you to just come over and uh, and join him and stuff like that. And then you see this light at the end of this of this tunnel, which is the um, which is Luis's laboratory, and it's just very surreal looking and cool. And um, I appreciated a lot of that stuff that they added to it. Um, that being said, I don't think it really added anything to make it scarier. 
Um, no, the parts that I were gonna was gonna call out are parts that I remember from the original as well because they were spooky and they mm-hmm. remain spooky. Um, mm-hmm. the the biggest one is the knights, the fucking knights. Oh the man, the suits of when, armor yeah. with Ashley. My God, <laughs> you don't fight them with Ashley. I don't. Th- well, I think you might fight a couple of them with Ashley in the original. It's mostly just her throwing books and shit at cultists, but that sequence did. That sequence was kind of scary because you're in the pitch black with this. Um, you have a lantern with a blue flame that can stop them the in enemies. their tracks yeah, for the like two or three seconds. Not a long time, but just enough. Suits of armor coming to life like young Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, so you have to like you have to navigate these bug monsters in these suits of armor in like almost pitch black, and. Um, I did remember where you do break up, uh, you, you go separate paths from, from mm-hmm. Leon and you take control of Ashley and there is hallway sequences in the dark where you have to contend with these dudes, but... I, I think, yeah, but it's mostly, I think like that's in, I think that's only in like one room, whereas okay. in this one it's like a constant, like because she's like also dealing with cultists that are chasing her in the original, like you can throw like a lamp and stuff at and burn them. Um right. Yeah, but uh, that sequence. It, yeah, this <laughs> fucking the climbing Evil. around a spooky ass library with these metal men clanging around. Like, here's another sequence where the sound design mm-hmm. it's so unnerving. This this loud grating noise of these suits of armors clanging around. It's yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks bad. And um, the game really shows off the RE engine. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um. Which you know, this game looks great. It looks fantastic. The like you said, the sound design's great. Um, especially the castle portion. Uh, they is sufficiently creepy. The castle portion's always been my favorite portion of the game. Um, and that looks sufficiently creepy. Uh, and um, well, just the just there weren't a lot of updates to the monster designs, but there were just enough, and they looked really good. Yeah, so I think so. I mean, we're not really talking too much about the graphics specific. I thought some of the NPCs looked a little janky, but um, in general, well, the game, them, yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Um, another specific sequence I wanted to call out, um, obviously the fucking blind dudes with the Wolverine claws in the castle, where you those have guys. to shoot the bells to yeah. attract them. Those yeah. uh, those parts are bracing. <laughs> They were bracing yeah, because, in 2005. They remain bracing today. <laughs> yeah, they'll he, they hear a mouse fart across the castle. They really do, man. It took me a minute to figure out. It's like, well, I could just bait these guys into killing the rest of the cultists in this room. Um, but like you seriously, you have to duck and crouch and just try not to run, even though you have these like big, scary motherfuckers like hawking you down running you straight down your face and you're like i uh, still have to creep because the second i start running it's going to be like running away from a dog they're just gonna chase me down and kill me and one of those so, um toward the end of that encounter i panicked and just littered the room with hand grenades like johnny appleseed that's what you do did johnny appleseed <laughs> throw grenades <laughs> well you know were his uh, uh his his life-giving apple seeds hand grenades then then the analogy becomes appropriate hand um, grenades of life Exploding life. (laughs) All over the the face of America. The trees explode up through the ground. Um, And the last 
not, well, this is less of a specific sequence, although you do encounter them in three or four specific sequences. Nothing gives me more anxiety in these games than regenerating enemies and the fucking worm sack little translucent booger man that flops his way out of the trash at you and, and, oh, and just yeah. regenerates the matter. Yeah. Um, those parts always, that, that, that gets a certain amount of panic out of me. It's, it's that, it's that feeling of being chased like in dead space or like in the previous mm-hmm. two resident evils where you're getting chased by the tyrant or by Mr. X. Mm-hmm. Um, the only bummer though is these ones are, you can kill them permanently and they're actually kind of easy to kill permanently. So after the initial, fright of encountering one where you're running around this maze like place trying to get different uh security clearances encoded into this uh key card while you're juking and jiving trying to outrun and outwit this endlessly regenerating monster that sequence is bracing but then after that you get this infrared scope that lets you easily see uh parasites inside the little regenerator monster if you shoot those he dies instantly so it after like a, a pretty tense initial encounter, they kind of immediately cut this monster's legs off as, as far as I was concerned anyway, because he's not, he's just sort of annoying after that. He's not scary. Yeah. He's annoying unless you don't have any like rifle or submachine gun parts uh, that, you know, where the biosensor uh, scope attached. I will to, say like, the, he does that goofy ass Las Plagas thing where he's like surprise and turns into a new guy sometimes where he gets all the sp- he gets all spiky yeah, and then you have to hit him in the head yeah so that was the first time that happened I was like whoa what the fuck <laughs> he's like give me a hug and staples you to his body yep he's he's just mama's little spiky boy and um, of course uh, up in the tensions the mechanic I don't like that we're probably going to talk more about in the boneyard but the escort. And keeping your eye on Ashley. It's not as... There's a couple of... There's like two times where they have you run across... uh, Ashley has to hold something open for you and you go into a different location. um, And then she gets grabbed by people. And those kind of gave me a little... um, Little heart murmurs. Um, Yeah. But in general, like, Ashley gets a lot of heat. If you're familiar at all with Resident Evil, the Resident Evil fandom, or you're a Resident Evil fan yourself... She's gotten a lot of heat since the original game's release for being a, a, just an irritatingly dumb and accident-prone NPC. That uh, she's like, she was like the poster child of bad escort missions. Leon, and I feel like this version is, even though I haven't played the original in a long, long time, this version feels better to me. She's not as um, insufferably stupid in this one as she was in the original one. But in terms of what she provides to the game, in terms of the tension, I really uh, appreciate that she's there uh, mm. because we get that the scariest sequence of the game, in my opinion, is the, with her in the library and the fucking suits of armor. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, it reminded me of uh, when you have to escape from Chief Irons in Resident Evil Two. Is oh Burke. yeah, that's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want them to redo that game while you're running away from Donald Logue. <laughs> um, oh, what's that song? <laughs> the song playing when you get shot up in the car. That song is playing. Oh, it's um, it's it's "Don't Stop Believing." It's a Journey song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's "Don't Stop Believing." I think. Um. Anyway, that's kind of all I had for Spookaboo Manor. Yeah, like I said, this game really wasn't that. It's not that scary in. 
going back up to what we were saying before, it's really not its fault uh, because it's a remake. So you know all the major beats. Um, they try their best to make them a little bit scarier. Uh, I do right. know one of the scariest parts for me uh, is when you get launched, uh, dropped into the basement of the castle and um, uh, Salazar's right-hand monster comes after you. Uh, that's pretty oh, bracing. Oh, that guy. And you're like locked in a room with him. Um, we have to freeze him with the liquid nitrogen in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. That guy sucks. That guy <laughs> sucks bad. And but then yeah. this other guy just disappears. I don't know what happens to him. Hmm. But um, yeah, this game's not. It's not really its fault that it's not that scary. It's just because if you played the fourth one already, if you played the original one already, you know you you already know what's coming. You you know what the uh, the village scene is. You know what the um, basement scene is. You know what the Ashley by herself scene is. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't it didn't change things up like RE2 and RE3 remake did to surprise people who are really super familiar. Um, but that said, also, it's not. A, I don't think it's entirely this remake's fault. That's not that scary because the original, the 2005 version, in in my memory and in my opinion, wasn't that scary. It it, it wasn't because it was, it was like. It's once you on get action. used to it, yeah. Once you got used to the game, like after the first like two hours, um, it doesn't. It's not scary anymore. It's just like okay, well, I know what this game is. I know what it has to offer. I know what its enemies are. Uh, okay, it's not really. Yeah, it really, it's not really that scary. All right, um, but yeah, um, that's what we have to say about it. Let's um, thank let's thank Vincent for his time and hospitality, and shuffle on out the back door. Yeah, shuffle uh, on out the back door. Put your shoes back on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay barefoot. Okay, I'm well, clam you digging. Stay barefoot. I'm gonna clam dig in the boneyard. Yeah, as we enter the boneyard. <laughs> Perhaps now we should go chasing through the boneyard. And folks, this is the portion of you see the... bones because they're spooky because they're skeletons. If you get yeah. enough bones, right then the skeletons will pay you in bones, which is it's their the money. Bo- as the we bones all are their money, yeah. The bones are their money. And um, so we're talking about the gameplay now. Yeah. And I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about here than like the horror, just because, like we well, said, we this had, is more of an action game, so... We had, we had we had decent meat on that on that spookaboo bone, but yeah, let's let's talk some about the gameplay. Um, Do you want to start out? you want to take the lead on this one? Because I kind of I took the lead on yeah, the last section. Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, like it's it's one of my favorite games. It's kind of like the least Resident Evil game ever, uh, just because. <laughs> I think that'd be six. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, actually, but actually, this... it's five. I, honestly, if yeah. we're being I, like, I like five better than six. But if we're being perfectly honest, five is the least Resident Evil. Yeah, game Yeah, five ever. is a blast to play, but it's it's yeah, it's <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different game. Ridiculous. A different game. <laughs> it is a very different game. But like this kind of started it, so yes. you're never real unless you're playing it like on a higher difficulty. Um, you never really feel like you're in that desperate a situation. Like I always felt like I was sufficiently armed and had what I needed to do to you know get to the next area. And the crafting yeah. system that they have in this one, so you can craft more ammo. You can actually craft grenades and stuff in this. Um. Made th- like crap being able to craft a uh, flashbang to take out these parasites immediately was so much. I love that so much. It was so much better in this game. 
So I'm not like, as soon as I would, uh, in the original game when I was playing, as soon as I found a flash grenade, I would hold on to that shit like gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wearing so, a fucking chain around my neck. Yeah, because the, the second like they the, bur- these bugs burst out of their head, just one, one, uh, one flashbang will take care of them. So you're able to make them in this one, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. And they kind of... <laughs> Hanging on to that like a locket with my sweetheart's face in it. You'd be goddamn right. Um, they kind of, they uh, they also made crafting a little bit easier because before, like, you had to take one and then, like, you had to click on one um, object and then move it o- over to the other object and combine them. Right. And this the one menu you could was just click and craft. Yeah. So, like, the menu was a lot more streamlined. I like that a lot. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? Oh yeah, the knife. God, the knife was just so much cool. better in this. Like, I know a lot of people use the knife in Resident Evil games. I'm not a particular fan of it because it doesn't do a lot of damage. You have to, like, stab them a whole bunch. It does in this one. It does in this one, man. You could actually do executions in this one. And And um, was the parrying system in the original 2005 version? It was not. It was not. Parrying system is dope in this. You actually get into a full-on knife fight with Krauser, which I thought was one of the coolest fights and also one of the most frustrating on higher levels. But it is one of the it is one of the coolest fights in the game. Um, but you can actually, you know, parry uh, hits with um, with your knife, uh, even thrown axes and stuff. Like any mm-hmm. any melee hit, you can parry by tapping the the ready knife button at the right moment, and it. It, it, you know, like a, like Devil May Cry, it, it interrupts it and you get to get in there with a free melee attack and they'll fall down on the ground and you can usually fuck them up thereafter. Yep. It's cool. I really liked the knives in this game. And you can level up the knives as well. So like you can level up their durability, you can upgrade their durability, you can upgrade their damage just like any other uh, weapon in the game. Um, it breaks though, which kind of sucks, but you can always like find bo- knife parent. boots, boot knives, and... Um, other uh other other knives in the area uh before you, know, you can get to a merchant to repair it of course yeah but. you can repair your main knives i so i did yeah. i did like that you could pick up like little shit knives in the field to just use mm-hmm. just in case your knife meter runs out before you get to the merchant again i think you can get krauser's knife which is even cooler you do and that's that actually something i'd like to talk about is the weapons in this game are super super cool Um, and one thing I like about it is there's multiple different types of weapon for each class. Like there's, there's several handguns. There's a couple of rifles. There's a couple of shotguns. There's two knives, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I like that this game gives you a lot of options in terms of how you want to kit your character out and how you like to play, because it's not just a case of what very often happens in, in Resident Evil games, at least earlier ones where, the pistol kind of doesn't each, each subsequent gun within the same category of gun is just a more powerful version. So like you have no reason to hang on to your earlier pistol because the pistol you find later in the game is stronger in every possible way. But these weapons actually all do different things. Like the punisher have better stopping power. Some of them have better piercing or penetration. Exactly. Um, And like Krauser's knife does more damage, but the combat knife you start with has more durability. So it's just like you can switch it up. Each each weapon is is viable in its own way, just depending on what you want to do. Like I tended to use the red nine handgun for most of the game just because I liked all the damage. But the Punisher handgun is really fucking cool when you have a bunch of dudes swarming you and all these waves of enemies and the bullet passes through five of them. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I really liked that the weapons were all viable and it wasn't just like, oh, you trade in 
your starter shotgun for the more powerful shotguns. No, there's there's pluses and minuses to each. I like the. One. I actually use the blacktail. Oh, I don't. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't bought the blacktail to use it. Yeah, so I, I get a better grouping. That's fair. It's yeah, the, the red. The, the thing that sucks about the red nine until you buy the stock later is it's super inaccurate. It's it yeah. is hard to hit things with that gun. Yeah, I I I, uh, I like uh, more precision over power. So, I mean, like man. I like the blacktail, <laughs> but well, that's a good part of the game. Yeah, it's it's how you want to play it. Yeah, it's however um, you want to play it. Um, I don't use the assault rifles at all. The, the I didn't shotgun, handgun, yeah. the stingray um, rifle. Yeah, and uh, the uh, and the uh, Magnum. Yeah, I didn't buy the TMP. I did find the other SMG that you that you can find in the lab with the regenerator guy. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. Just to kind of piggyback onto what you were talking about, like the quality of life improvements overall. Like this game is fun as hell to play from a control perspective. Like the original 2005 Resident Evil 4 was as tight as it could be back then by sort of breaking out of the the tank style controls of the previous games and then kind of coming up with this whole new over the shoulder system that was still kind of felt like Resident Evil. Um, but obviously that's very dated. So this one takes the Resident Evil system a Resident Evil 4 system and just, you know, polishes it up with plenty of quality of life stuff. Like the menus yeah. are much less cumbersome. Um, the parrying system, the timing is real tight. Um, and I guarantee you they probably wanted to do that in the original game, but they just didn't have... For sure. The, what they what they needed to be able to pull that off. And now that they do, they were able to put it in and it just makes the, you know, the melee stuff way more viable. Where in the fourth one, to me, it just looked cool, but really wasn't a viable way of fighting people. Right. And now it is. And that's cool. And yeah, like, that's, despite, it's dope as shit. Despite the, like I had mentioned in the previous section, the game really focuses on these frantic, desperate firefights where you're mowing through waves of enemies and constantly having to stick and move. I never got tripped up by the controls. Like it never felt that I was fighting the game. Did you um, find like a quick turn, like a quick turn button? Because I never figured it out. Oh, you hit away and the sprint button. Oh. Yep. Um, yeah, it's the same thing it was in previous games. But yeah, you just you just hit the opposite direction and the sprint button. Oh, um, okay. Like they Ashley, everything you, every interaction you have with Ashley is mapped to a single button, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, just tell her to back off and follow. She doesn't have a life bar now. It's just kind of she'll get downed, and then you have to get to her and 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 heal her before she gets hit again. But it just it felt like the the quality of life stuff extended to Ashley and how the escort missions sort of function in this game. So it felt it felt like way less of the albatross that I remembered it being in the original <laughs> game. They didn't give me enough dumpsters to throw her in. <laughs> Because in the first game, in the original game, you would have like dumpsters or lockers or something in these areas that you could tell her to hide in. They're like, okay, we understand that you don't like this. So just tell her to hide in the dumpster and then kill all these people. Um, and there are only a few areas. I think there are only like two or three areas in this I one where you can do that. I only spotted two. Like I had forgotten yeah. about that mechanic. So when I found one of the lockers, one of the lockers, I didn't understand what it was for at first. Yeah. It's like, just tell I was like, oh, I can cram Ashley in here and tell her to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I like in the original game. That was what I was doing all the time. I was just like, let's just throw her ass in the dumpster. It's where she belongs anyway. Um, 
the treasure hunting system is still fun as shit. Like I, they, they actually made it better. Yeah, I think they, they, with the like the spinels that you would get, they were just like, an, all right, well you can like trade this in for like some like like five bucks or something like that. They were never worth that much, but in this one you like collect them and can trade them in for right. like uh, upgrades got- or treasure maps or or other treasures that you can sell for more money. It's I liked what they did with the spinels in this. Yeah, one. adding the yeah. Um, just to finish my thought on the treasure hunting system, it's they've kept it for all the subsequent games, or at least they did for Village. I can't remember if it's in seven. It's but in it's five. Def- it's in six. It's in seven. No, it's, it's not in it's seven. It's not in six. They did the weird like you pick up like the little game pieces for XP for your character. Like, they did it. They did it differently oh. in six in a weird. Yeah, I've only played six once, so I don't really remember. But um, uh, yeah, they brought it back for eight. The uh the spinel stuff uh, is is related to the challenge system in the game, which I don't remember if it was in the the two thousand five version. It wasn't. Well, it it was, and it was it not no this. I remember way. the blue medallions being there, but like, yeah, but and he would give you like a new gun or something, right? Um, but this one gives you specific little side quests, like shoot all the blue medallions or shoot all the rats, all the rats or, or go kill sell this me, specific find me guy. this fish. Yeah, yeah, go kill this big enemy. So you can do little side quests for the merchant to get these little spinel gems. That aren't worth money, but like John was saying, that he has this whole separate shop now that's full of specific items. Like that's the only way you can get the Punisher handgun is it's in there, yeah. Um, and other up like there's a couple of attaché case upgrades you can get in there. Mm-hmm. Some standard stuff like resources and and, and the attaché cases all do something different too. Depending on what color you get, it depends mm-hmm. on like there's hey. like there's a red one that gets more red. Uh, yeah. Or there's one more that one gets red herbs and one that gets like more gunpowder. And you also have, um, he has a shooting gallery, which was from the original one as well. Um, but in this one, you can get like little dangly, uh, dangle bits. You get your, little key, uh, keychains you put key on chains. your attache case. Put a little Ada keychain on there and you get like uh, extra health when you use a health thing or something. Yeah, each so, one gives you a, a, like a buff, a buff. like a... Uh, like I have a, a a blue Leon one that's like knife repairs are 30% less and you can have right. free... Uh, um, uh, on your attache case at any time, so it's like just a, an additional level of being able to customize the game you want to play it. I think and the eight one I had stuff. is like sometimes you'll get fifteen percent or like more ammo when you oh, make that handgun ammo. Like sometimes instead of getting ten, you'll get fifteen. But yeah, I mean, like they made some quality of life things like that that were really really fun additions to the game, um, and it made it a lot of fun to play. Yeah, uh, so it's. They just they took one of the best Resident Evil games and just gave it a, a, a twenty twenty three overhaul and 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 tune up in terms facelift. of control and gameplay. Yeah. Not just facelift; it's under the hood for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> some, some of it. Yeah, well, all um, the stuff we're talking about in the boneyard. Oh yeah, as, a, as I'm squishing my toes in the mud looking for for clams and clam bones. Yeah, Vincent wants you to leave some bones. Last time he didn't have enough to make soup. Yeah, that's that's, that's fine. But he'll, um, just, he'll just make more. He'll just make yeah. more skeletons. There's some college students coming over to paint the house. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to wait outside. Um, um I'm gonna go into some stuff that are, are you? Are we finished had, talking about the positives? Yes, I am done talking okay. about the positives. There are a couple of negatives. There, there are a couple negatives. Um, we're, we're in the boneyard. It's appropriate to talk about bones that I have to pick with this game. There's not many, but there's a few, and they're big. 
Um, They're big old bones, like a big old troll skull menu, sitting on a dinner table. The menu of this um, has this like really pretty like forest that looks like it came out of like Resident Evil Eight. And Resident Evil Eight had such like a beautiful um, backdrop to it, like the scenery is the, just looks the great. snowy mountains yeah. and shit. The snowy mountains and shit, the forests, the very fairy tale looking. And yeah. that's kind of what I was wanting to see out of the forest and, and the castle in this one. And it's not, it, it really isn't. It's still a very ugly backdrop. I mean, yeah. it was like kind of a barren forest and then this rotting castle. Um, and then just basically like a refinery slash military base. Um, it, like I was, I was really hoping that part of the facelift they gave it would be oh, look at this beautiful forest Like that's in the that's in the start menu. You know, it's like got a little bit of light coming through the trees, like a lot of mist and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, let's let's see what this looks like in the game. And it's really just not in there. Um, so, yeah, I would, I, would, I would have preferred some better... You mean it's not in there? It just... It scenery. It, the scenery doesn't look as good as you think it should? Is that what you're... Yeah, that's kind of, because it's hard to explain... <laughs> It's like, uh, uh. I get what you're saying. Cause I got, I remember in, in the original, everything looking kind of muddy. Um, and it and still it, does. And it's, yeah, they, they sort of, they play around with it by doing the, the cool ass, uh, lighting stuff they can do with the RE engine and, and making it most of it at night. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, it's the environments are definitely way more detailed, but you're right in terms of there's never there aren't any moments where you're just like you you pause and and sort of take in the scenery and they do that a few times in village yeah um but i don't I, um that's not a big hang up for me that's kind of like a minor minor gripe yeah um the the biggest gripe i had with this game is that it felt like they took the first fight in the village that opening scene and they wanted to transplant that in like six or seven other scenes so you're just like fighting wave after wave after wave of dudes and this game gets very tiring it it does because it does it's get just a like old. like you're in there you kill you kill like uh 20 guys in one room and you're like, ah, oh, Jesus, okay. So you get that, you get grab a couple rounds and then go in the next room, 20 more guys. And it's just kind of like slogging, slogging through it at points. Whereas like, um, the original, the original, like the Resident Evil 2 remake, and uh, the, I'm going to stay on track here. The Resident Evil 2 remake, like I had like this, oh, wow. This is the new way to play the game. I don't know if I can play the original unless, like, you know, just for a novelty. But this is... Yeah, this is the definitive Resident yeah, Evil 2 Yeah, this is the experience. definitive Resident Evil 2 now. And I did not get that feeling from Resident Evil 4. Really? And I still think it's the definitive version of the game. But but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to my thoughts in a second. Yeah. But so much of it just felt like a slog to me. And... Mm-hmm. You know when you when you when you fought through your like tenth room of like fifty guys, it's just like okay, I, I need a break from this. Can we do something like is there like a puzzle or something I could solve or maybe like a scary boss fight? And they're like, no, you're gonna fight forty more cultists. 
They do. And Ashley's going to be screaming for help. Yeah. <sighs> As I mentioned earlier that the game sort of translates the survival horror experience into desperate firefights against seemingly endless waves of spongy enemies. Which would be um, fine, but it doesn't yeah. break it up at all. Right. It, it, I think it leans on it too much. Um, and, and, and I, I do agree with you in, in, on, on that, that that specifically gets tiring. And for me, it's specifically, um, this game, like any other Resident Evil game and any other survival horror game in fairness, uh, has a huge difficulty climb in the early part of the game. The first few hours of this game are extremely hard. Um, and you know, like I said, that's standard for survival horror games. Um, but because the focus here is different, because it's not the Resident Evil 2, 3 experience of creepity creeping down hallways, smaller uh, encounters, more limited resources. And here it's these big rooms with huge waves of enemies that just take so much damage to put down and you're scrambling to, 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 to rub two nickels together so you can put more bullets in your gun. Um, it does become frustrating and it, it you all, it, Leaning on this so much trades the tension for frustration in a lot of areas mm. for me, particularly in the early stages of the game where you haven't leveled, you haven't had the chance to level your your gear up enough so that it's a little bit more of an even playing field. And that's that's the, the same experience across every single survival horror game. That's the same. It's just here because the focus is different um, and the focus is on it being this action game where you're putting down mobs, like huge mobs of these enemies. Uh, it, it undercuts the experience and makes it frustrating a lot of the time, uh, which is a shame. Um, you worded it better than I did. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it does. It's, it just, it cuts out, um, tension for frustration at times. And, uh, like it, like you get killed like the fifth time in that house with Luis. And I was just like, I, I, I wonder if, uh, anything else is on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if I could pick up Midnight Suns again, but uh, <laughs> it's <sighs> yeah, not to not to belabor that same point. I did have yeah. another point that I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. Um, the game feels a little dated. Um, part mm-hmm. of it is that design choice uh, with mm-hmm. the wave upon wave of stuff. I feel like, and maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just old, but it feels like that the 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 frustrating elements of this game feel like we've moved beyond that design wise um, and realize that that's not like the best. If you want a game to be, that's not the best experience to give players for a game like this. I, I, I feel, and I think that that design philosophy we've moved away from. So it kind of feels dated a little bit in that way. But um, the thing that I wanted to point out majorly, the primary way that this 2023 remake of Resident Resident Evil 4, feels dated is that the original re4 the 2005 version is like the best 3d action horror game of its day uh probably of that decade probably of the following decade um and every single game in this genre or even an adjacent genre is just like third person action games that do like the over the shoulder thing that aren't specifically horror all of them have copied at least some element of resident evil 4 yep um so even though this game is still the same, well, not the exact same, but it's still the same like AAA level experience that it was in 2005. It still feels cutting edge. It's smooth as butter to play all the quality of life updates that we talked about, like it controls like a dream, like it's a fun as hell game to play. 
but it doesn't have the same impact because I've spent the past 20 years playing Resident Evil 4 over and over again, so to speak, because I've been playing all the games that have cloned it or that are iterative of it during those years. Which... So it's not as... Just to finish the thought out. Oh, sorry. It's not as transformative a remake as RE2 or RE3 was, particularly RE2, because it didn't, like we were talking about, it didn't really take any section of the game and turn it on its head or do anything yeah. to surprise you with its scares or update and and reimagine the game uh, in a way that made it feel more as, as transformative as those other two remakes were. So it really did kind of just feel like playing the same game from 2005 with yeah. a facelift. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say is that mm. um, it didn't fundamentally change anything within the game's DNA no. like Resident Evil 2 remake did with Resident mm. Evil 2. Um, it was the one I was, even though Resident Evil 4 is my favorite one, I was not as enthused as everybody else when they were remaking it. I was like, they're remaking it? Why? I mean, everybody else like follows the same formula anyway. It's just going to be another Resident Evil game yeah, and we've already played this one. Version of, it's better of this looking one, yeah. and yeah. it has better gameplay, but it's still uh, there's, there's nothing different about it. Not you know, really. There's it's really nothing different about it. So it to me, it made no sense to remake this game from a standpoint <laughs> of like, we can do this better. It's like, well, you from really a, can't. From a creative standpoint? Because uh, I can tell you how why it made sense to remake no, this I game. No, I know why it did. <laughs> but like from a creative standpoint, it doesn't. It's just like, well, we're not really... Well, yeah, we're, we're adding a few things, you know, like the treasure system and... Uh, better combat the knife system is really is really good and we're giving it a facelift but they didn't do anything to like say like make me say wow i didn't think they could ever do this with resident evil 4 because they've already like everything they did in resident evil 2 remake resident evil 3 remake they've already they already did in resident evil 4 the original one so it's just like right I, there was I, I, it, it it just didn't have that fundamental change in its dna that i was looking for like it like resident evil 2 had remake yeah, maybe it maybe it didn't have as much room to be as transformative or as 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 um to add in new ideas but there's something really mentioned... because it's like a like a what is it like a 13 hour game yeah man my, which my i which i think is another 20 hours is another detriment to it um it's way too long but I think I mean, so. That yeah. was a, that I, I was like, a complaint about the original one I had as well. Because once you get to the military base, you're just kind of like, all right. Um, something I wanted to talk about uh, when you when we you mentioned that it didn't doesn't make creative sense to remake a game like this. Like I push back on that a little bit because um, I mentioned earlier that I do think this is the definitive version of Resident Evil Four, and I think Blasphemy. that. Because if I had the choice to play this one or the t 2005 one, I want to play this one because it's got the quality of life stuff. It controls like a 2023 game. It's just the stuff of it that is not dated has evolved to the point where it's just a better experience for me to play it. And so related to that idea, I think there is a, a creative reason to do these remakes of video games. Uh, I feel like remaking a video game is a little bit more valid than actually a lot more valid than remaking a movie, for example, because like gameplay and, and graphics and controls and, and stuff like that um, change so dramatically. So like 
Resident Evil 4, the 2005 version, is is known as being one of the best games of all time. But if you sat down somebody who was born, you know, in 2010 uh, to play the 2005 original, they'll probably be playing and be like, this kind of sucks. It's kind of janky. It feels dated. I don't get what the big fuss is about. But so so doing these remakes like with this one or with like Final Fantasy 7, which is another one that's renowned as being one of the best games of all time but if you didn't play it when it originally came out and you try to play the original version it's impossible it's just right. it's ugly it's dated it just it it's but you play that remake and it's incredible so i think that's the creative reason to do re- remakes like this is sort of it's sort of like preservation you know what i mean like it's it's almost archival in that it's well let's let's kind of update this so that the current generation <laughs> the current generation of players can sit down and play it uh, within the context of a modern game where it's, you know, it's it's been sort of sort of tweaked and improved to make it more modern and more playable for 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 modern audiences and still give them the same experience that we all had back in 2005 so that they can be like, oh, OK, I understand what all the fuss is about. This game is pretty sweet. Um, So, yeah, those are. Those are my thoughts on this game. I'm out of thoughts. I would disagree with you on that. Um, I'm out of phones. I would you disagree. Go back. I would much rather go back and play the original. Um, really? Than, yeah. Uh, well, not much rather. I mean, like if if if, if given my druthers, um, the original just and in a, part of it might be might be nostalgia, but um, I th- still think the original looks really good. Um, I think it plays like yeah, the controls are still kind of little janky, but I think it plays really well. Um, and I like the corniness to it, uh, which was a little bit lacking. Salazar's not as corny in this one as he was in the original. Right. Yeah, he needs to suck more. Like he yeah, sucks he needs so to, hard. He needs to be a little <laughs> bit more. We- he needs to be more Weasley in this one, and he just yeah. wasn't. More of a twerp. More yeah, he needed to be more of a worm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would, I think I'd still go back and, um, like if given the option, you could play one of these two, I might still go back and play the original. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just, I mean, that's a preference. It's really just probably has more to do with nostalgia for me than anything else. For sure. And like I said, uh, up top, I only ever played the original version one time. It was See, never I played it. I've played it on every release that it's had. It and was I mean, never this... yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. This game has been ported to different consoles more than I think any other game. Um, I think that's probably true. Yeah. So, and I've played them on most of them. So, um, yeah. I think I think it's been ported to every generation of consoles since its release, and also to like handheld consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. I believe, like it. Yeah. <laughs> it started off as a GameCube exclusive too. I know that was weird. It was um, weird. All right, well, we can leave the boneyard. We're all out of bones. I've got enough bones. i got a couple <laughs> bones in my pocket. All right. Um, I don't know what they're from. I don't know what kind of bones they are, but they're bones. They should still accept those at the bone bank, right? I think so. I mean, if they want to keep calling themselves a bone bank and expect to stay in business. All right, well, um, we're traipsing our way out of the boneyard um, and making our way into the next section where we uh, assign a rating to the game based on its horror and its gameplay. Uh, we're rating the horror on a scale out of 1 out of 10 Spookaboos. Uh, because the Spookaboo Manor. Yeah. The horror Manor is Spanish where parasites. It's all the fish people with human horror in their face live. Making the frogs um, gay. 
with their human horror. With their human horror. Um, and we're also rating the gameplay on a scale of one to ten bones because that's what we uh, dug up in the boneyard, uh, and that's what we play around with. You know, like make a little bone xylophone, a xyl of bone, if you will. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, let me pull up my xyl of bones. <laughs> It's like a goth Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Asylum of Bones. Yeah. Um, Starring well, Bill Murray. First is the horror. First is the horror. The horror. The horror. And I gave this... I'll go first since I'm quarterbacking this section here. Uh, and I just decided unilaterally for the both of us. Um, I give this game six spookaboos. Six out of ten spookaboos. And let me tell you why. Wow. Let me tell you why. Six spookaboos, huh? Yeah. It's not as intense or frightening as previous centuries in the series because of its heavy focus on action. Um, but there's an overall spooky vibe that persists throughout the entire game. And as we discussed, there are a few really standout sequences, like the knights and the blind dudes with the wolverine claws. Like, there's enough scariness in this remake uh, for me to not like normally I would have approached this like well it's not that scary because I'm just shooting scores and scores of enemies but there are moments where it's very scary uh, and there's a general tension throughout and the environment is kind of scary and, and forbidding and there's just this spooky ass creepy vibe like everything everything feels kind of unwelcoming and, and you don't really want to stick around at any environment for too long even the military base which is always kind of difficult to make scary in my opinion but that's my rating six boogaboos yeah, the military base looks like... This game looks like it's stinky. Yeah. This game looks very smelly. It looks like it smells like shoes. Yeah. Looks like it smells like old shrimp and mayonnaise in a athletic sock left in a dumpster. Mm -hmm. An old lunchbox full of onions. Yes. What's, uh, a a what, human-fish hybrid a laying, out on the, <laughs> laying out in the sun with hard, in hard the hot size. Sun. Um, in the hot Spanish sun. I'm I'm gonna differ from you a lot on this, and I am okay. uh, I'm gonna take into account the original game, uh, and its and its horror elements, and I'm gonna give this a four. I'm giving this four spookaboos, because yeah, the um, it does have some bracing moments in it, but nothing that really like ugh, you know like gave me like the oh man. Wow, really? I don't not know about the, that. Not even the knights, huh? Not even the knights. No, no, not really, because it just—it seems like an action game to me. So a lot of this is, is just like so. bracing action, and it's like heart pounding action and and like a thrill ride, but not in a thrill ride in the sense like you know, it's a thrill ride more in the sense of uh, Hobbs and Shaw versus like Evil Dead. You know, it's just like. Like, oh, holy shit, I can't believe I just, like, detonated that entire room of dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, after I thought I was I was about to die, and then they all just exploded. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it's where, a great feeling. Yeah, where you're just like, whoo! Man, I, I was about whoo! to die, and then I shot that knight in his face. Yeah, I was about to die, and that guy just exploded. It's the uh, it's the Rachel McAdams, oh my god, he died. Oh, um, he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how I feel about the horror, the horror in this one. It's just not. It it just it just doesn't make. It's not making me look over my shoulder like Resident Fair Evil Two enough. remake or some mm -hmm. of these other games. Like we talked about, like 
uh, Evil Within or, you know, even Dead Space, where it's just like you're looking over your shoulders like, oh, is something fucking following me? I did not get that from this, uh, which is, I think is something that you should get from a Resident Evil game. Um, but That's it's it. not, like I said, it's not without its merits. Like, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the churchyard scene, the, in the beginning and, mm-hmm. um, the blind dudes in the castle, the castle basement. Um, those are all pretty, pretty, uh, uh, intense. Yeah. Intense and, and butthole clinching. So yeah, Indeed. you know, a four, I give it four spookaboos. It's my my butthole tightens its purse strings. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move so on to the sucks gameplay. In air. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> like it's sucking in helium. So spookaboos. Squ- okay, this is squeaking po- out a squeaking out a terror fart. <laughs> um. Yeah. Gameplay. All right. This is this is this is where we rate the gameplay of the game, how it actually plays and feels on a on a scale of one out of ten bones that we ripped up out of the soil in, in Vincent Price's backyard. Um, that I give was this supposed to go to his soup. Uh, he, he, there's plenty left over for his soup. <laughs> I, don't I don't eat much these days. <laughs> I sustain myself in other ways. Um, I gave this a nine. Nine bones. Nine, nine bones for the gameplay. Yeah, okay. and let me tell you why. Uh, like the actual gameplay in Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, I think this is as good as this genre gets in terms of how it controls uh, its inventory management and the different abilities and options that open up for you for your weapons and such. Like the, uh, speaking of the weapons, the weapons are all great and varied like we discussed. There's you, you can play the game a bunch of different ways and each weapon is kind of valid depending on how you want to approach things. Um, this only loses one point from being a perfect 10 bones, a perfect skeleton of gameplay, uh, from the frustrating and dated sponginess of the enemies oh, in some God, sections. Yeah. Like that, I feel like that's a dated part of game design like we discussed. So anyway, that's why I knocked one bone off of its perfect 10 bones and gave it a nine. So it's most of a skeleton. Yeah. It's, like it's most of a Seymour bones. Couple of teeth, some ribs, a toe. I, I, it's mostly there. It's it's like it's like a skeleton. I, I guess. <laughs> I a, guess in a really sad science classroom. Anyway, it's like the Fiji mermaid. I guess we can put like a fishtail on it or something. It's a it's a real it's a real P.T. Barnum skeleton. Yeah. Um, I am also going to give it nine bones because oh. everything you just said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm also going to give it nine bones because man, this gameplay is great, and yeah, it's it um. It might seem like Leon moves a little slow with his aiming, but they kind of balance it with the reaction time of the enemies. So, like, if you think, like, I'm not going to get my gun up in time to pop this guy twice in the chest, it's like, no, no, you will. Um, and, it's going to uh, be close, but you will. Yeah. you got Well, you're always close in this game because they're just throwing enemies at you. But, um, no, the, the what they are having you do in this game... And just the improved uh, gameplay on it, especially that knife, is just so much fun now. Um, yeah, when the, what they really incorporated cool. with the melee in this game, that you know that that did kind of put it over a little bit as uh, over the original, uh, just with like the melee stuff and you know the mm-hmm. treasure hunting and everything. So yeah, nine bones, nine bones for me. One Seymour bones sounds pinky toe. <laughs> so he's walking all crooked. So yeah, he's, he's, he's walking, walking like, like Kaiser Sose. Yeah, yeah. 
He's got he's got his sea legs. He's he walking is. like a sailor. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Nine nine bones. Nine bones. Very very fun game. All right. Our final section. We've arrived. We've uh, we've 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 gunned the engine on our jet ski and 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 splashed our way uh, to our final section. To the, we've to the, rejected to the... the advances of the president's daughter. <laughs> Wisely so. <laughs> Wisely so. Because Leon's not a creep. Um, now Chris and, Redfield, he'd have taken her up on it. Ah, I don't put that evil on Chris just because he's a big meathead. Um, we're pulling up to the floating blockbuster, the floating Hollywood video. Um, the haunted blockbuster, and this is where we decide whether or not we buy the VHS. Please tell me whether or not I should just buy this VHS. Yes. Does this go into our cabinet of curiosities of horror yeah. video games? Does this deserve to be purchased in a dingy slipcase VHS and sit on your shelf alongside all your other horror video game gems? Um, yeah. I mean, do we even need to like build up the suspense for this? Well, actually, you might have a hot take on this one. Tom, I might have a hot take. Um, I guess... Are, like were this the original i would buy it but not were the 2023 the remake maybe not the 2023 remake i could be convinced but what if they it, came packaged together like in a double vhs oh then you buy it 100 percent. but like <laughs> the it's the the original just did so much in innov- more innovative things than this does um and like i said it just I didn't have that experience that I had with Resident Evil 2 remake on this like I did with this one where it's just like man this is this is the way to play Resident Evil 4 this is you know just fundamentally a different game almost um I could be convinced well, but you know it's like if this was the first one yes 100% this one eh I mean I think you buy obviously yes how how can you not it's Resident Evil 4 like to me this is like do I do I buy the aliens director's cut because I already have aliens yes I do um it's it's not terribly scary um but there's some great all-time scary ass uh, uh sequences in the game um and it's just probably the most fun or at least the the crispest like the best designed in, in terms of control and gameplay action horror game there is right um so yeah i'm buying this dvd of uh, this this vhs obviously and when dvds come out whenever that might be i'll buy i'll buy that one too i uh, i will i will uh on the condition that it's on a combined laser disc sure side side a is is 20, 2005 and side b is 2023 then i would buy it i would buy it as a package deal Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but like you're talking about, like with director's cuts, when that that kind of pushed me over, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, the aliens director's cuts definitely better. Yeah. But um, I'm also reminded of when George Lucas got his hands on CGI and the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, and I got some of the sh- I got some shades of that in this one too. But um, listen, there's no giant dewback lizards walking behind leon <laughs> as he pulls up to the village in this and krauser's a giant dewback lizard <laughs> yeah i hate that fucking fight on hardcore i wanted to throw That's... my controller out the window 
It was pretty difficult, yeah. Um, I think we're all set. I think but that's we did a sode. We, we did have it. done we it. We leave Spain now. Yep. God. We can watch, we can watch, watch Ada fly past us in her helicopter, and we yeah. see that she sees us. She does yep. not stop. It's like no, no, they're fine in the middle of an ocean, in the middle of the ocean with a, a jet ski. A jet they'll, ski. they'll make it. I wonder if they're going to oh. do the uh, DLC for that. Oh, I don't know. I I had forgotten that the original even had DLC. Yeah, Operation Ada. She's working for Wesker. Fun. Yeah, I, I, I am aware of that. It's that's in this version of the Bring game. Bring back Wesker. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna. They never. He's never. He never stays gone for long. For the Resident Evil Five remake. Speaking of, uh, we won't be staying gone for long either, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yes. John, you want to tell them some stuff? What do you want to tell people? Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you... I just sub- said that! Make sure you subscribe to the Gamefully Unemployed uh, Network. Uh, you can get to while well, let you do the Patreon stuff, but you can find me uh, at Johnny Rhymes on Twitter and at Hive. I'm easier to get a hold of on Twitter, though. Uh, please shout at us. Let us know what you think. Any ideas for video games? We actually got some cool ones, cool suggestions from people, so... Yeah, just yeah, uh, sure. follow me on Twitter. All right, um, and if you're listening to this, uh, this is part of the Gamefully Unemployed Network. We have a Patreon. Uh, you head over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You can find all kinds of cool little little tiers that we offer. We have uh, exclusive podcasts. We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Um, you can commission your own podcast series about just about anything you want. Um, there's a bunch of cool stuff there, so go check that out. We also have a store. Head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com where you'll find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your little Krauser clawing out bone daddy peepers onto that. Um, and that's it. That's all. That's everything. Get out leave of us, here. Leave, leave us a review. Get the hell out. Leave. <laughs> Try to catch this fish. Episode artwork is provided by Doc Garvey. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore JD Burroughs underscore. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at Instagram.com slash MV Bramley Art.